Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you're well and that you enjoyed the last couple of episodes on Russell Brand, which have been very popular and very controversial, but really did need discussing. And today, it is the weekend at last, but unfortunately not all sunshines and rainbows because we have an incredibly sad, infuriating actually, and really tragic topic to discuss today because it is a topic that needs to be discussed. It is undeniable that the medical system is no longer the same as it used to be. So a name we should all know is who we are discussing today and a story that is a little too close to home for those of us over here in Great Britain, but also around the world, particularly around the West as a whole. It is the story of our great National Health Service and their ridding of a 19-year-old's right to life. Her name is Sadiqsha Tiramalesh, and she had a rare condition known as mitochondrial depletion syndrome. She was told in September 2022 by our great National Health Service, who we teach our kids to draw rainbows for, that she had mere days left to live. Her and her family, of course, with this tragic news, were absolutely horrified, but they also disagreed, and they kept faith in their daughter's fight for life. With the hospital pushing for Sadiqsha's transfer to palliative care and the removal of her medical treatment, in essence, involuntary euthanasia, her family tried so very hard to fight back. She fought back too with all her strength, all her courage, her sound mind and all her bravery. And I honestly cannot conceive of how frightening it must have been for all of them. When those you trust with your life are wishing, are fighting for the right to take it from you. As if this wasn't bad enough, the hospital's legal team took the family to court, arguing that because she didn't accept her imminent death, because she clung to hope and the possibility of there being another option, that she must be, quote, delusional. This is despite the fact that the legal documents admit that two court-appointed psychiatrists argued she, quote, had the capacity to make these choices for herself and didn't show any signs of mental impairment. The documents also admit that she was, quote, alert and conscious. The only possible argument for ending somebody's life in the medical system is if they cannot make the decision to live or die themselves perhaps due to a coma, for example. But this was not the case for Sadiqsha. She was of sound mind. But the NHS claimed that despite the analysis, despite the evidence, her disagreeing with their hopeless attitude meant she was mentally incapable of choosing life. How cruelly insulting. Sadiqsha herself said that, quote, because I have refused to give up my hope, My doctors have told me that I cannot possibly have the mental capacity to make decisions about my health. It seems that if you disagree with the NHS, you must, for that reason alone, be considered, quote, delusional. How very powerful, emotional and true that quote is. Because she dared to have faith, she was a threat to our medical dictatorship. It is disgusting. It really is. So the hospital, with all its great legal services and its great, posh, expensive legal team, beat the grieving family, of course. But that wasn't all. If you're angered by that, 
be prepared to hear what comes next because they also secured an utterly sickening gag order, meaning that the family couldn't mention the name of their daughter, her doctors, or even the hospital she was in publicly or with the press whatsoever. This isn't just unethical or immoral medical practice or legal practice. It's cruel and it's dehumanising. Imagine being told not only that you will be killed by those you trust with your life, but also that you cannot even tell your story full stop. That your name is somehow a dirty little secret the NHS doesn't want coming out to the public. So she could not be referred to as Sadiqsha Thiramalesh. Her name, by the way. She was known only in the Daily Mail as ST. A couple of letters. The NHS also don't want coming out. The family with any hope they had left, any hope they somehow clung to, I cannot possibly comprehend how difficult this must have been. They considered taking Sadiqsha, because that is her name, by the way, to Canada, where she could take part in a potentially cutting-edge medical trial that could potentially save her life. But due to this disgraceful gag order, due to their silencing by the so-called legal system, they were unable to publicly fundraise and for that reason could not afford the trip to Canada. And some suggest hospitals didn't want to take her anyway. Her mother said the following, quote, We were essentially given a choice. Give up and let us prepare your daughter for death or have your lives dismantled and torn apart if you wish to resist us. The hospital's own website admits that her condition affects, quote, hearing, sight, muscle strength and other organs. Note, nowhere there it says the brain. Nowhere there it says that it will affect your ability to make decisions. She was perfectly sound mind, but she was still dehumanised and deemed a lunatic nonetheless. It is so unacceptable. So while it was the hospital who got everything wrong, who said she'd only have a few days this time last year, and yet she fought for months, she fought for a year long, it was her considered to be the delusional one. Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg makes an excellent point in relation to this case. Quote, the court wasn't saying she was incapable of making a decision. It was saying that she made a decision they didn't like. When we live in tyranny, like we are, like that quote literally describes, like this whole case is representative of, you can be considered mentally incapable of choosing your own life or your kids' own lives because you disagree on your faith, because you disagree on your trust in living with your university indoctrinated doctor. Well, the appalling Reporting restrictions have, mostly at least, finally been lifted. Can you believe it? A high court judge has ruled that the family can speak at last. They can say their daughter's name. We now also know the name of the NHS trust involved. It is called the University Hospitals Birmingham NHS Foundation Trust. But a little bit longer before we can know the name of the doctors, of course. Sadiqsha because that is her name, by the way, isn't the only one who has experienced the tyranny of the medical industry and our so-called Great National Health Service. Remember Charlie Gard, 
The baby who was taken from his parents in 2017 after the courts, once again, our wonderful courts, decided that he couldn't have the medical treatment being offered in New York because it would supposedly prolong his suffering. Hmm. His mother has been a great supporter of Sadiqsha and everything that's been going on for the last year. In the same way, doctors are currently trying to get the courts to intervene with the ending of life support for little Indy Gregory, another baby. Whether this is the right decision in your mind or not, her father is left completely on his own with no legal representation, fighting an entire medical industry set against him for his daughter's life. It is a tragic and actually heartbreaking image to see him walking alone into court for his daughter. This is something that Charlie Gard's mother is fighting for with, quote, Charlie's Law, which is legal aid for parents fighting these cases, something they disgustingly aren't currently given. Instead, they are left alone to fight state-funded doctors and hospitals, a state-funded health service, state-funded lawyers and state-funded courts. If it wasn't for the compassionate legal aid of the Christian Legal Centre, Christian Concern, Sadiqsha's family would never have had representation at all. Sadiqsha said she wanted to, quote, die trying to live. On September 12th, just a couple of weeks ago, she did tragically pass away. But she didn't just die trying to live. She was killed. She had the most fundamental human right of all. Article 2 of the Human Rights Declaration, the right to life, and Article 10, the right to speak, both taken from her. When hope is considered a mental impairment, when life is degraded, and when victims are dehumanised, is it time, perhaps, to admit that our NHS isn't the perfect sunshine it's portrayed as, the perfect rainbow for our kids to draw and hang on their windows? If killing her off wasn't cruel enough, try calling her a lunatic. And if that wasn't cruel enough, try telling the family they cannot even say their daughter's name. Only the other day, the Canadian citizen Sheila Annette Lewis died after being refused a vital transplant because she wasn't vaccinated against COVID-19 in Justin Trudeau's tyrannical Canada. So it's a Western issue as a whole. Medical corruption, big pharma, it is a global issue. When state-funded doctors, those you trust with your life, those who have taken the Hippocratic Oath to preserve life, when they give up hope on you and condemn you, paint you like a lunatic because you are a Christian teenager and cling to some hope that you might live on, that you might have one more precious day with your family, and they use that against you in a court of law, despite all the evidence contradicting their claims. It's not just dehumanising, it is unnecessarily cruel. And it is time for us to admit that there are fundamental systemic flaws in the medical system in this country, and as I said, in the West as a whole. Overall, this might seem depressing, but people are waking up now. They are waking up to this. I send all my prayers and love to the family and to all families who have been unfairly treated by the state, the NHS and the medical industry as a whole. Perhaps it is finally time for peaceful reform. But I do believe there is still hope. I, I really do. 
many are now uniting, many are now lovingly supporting one another, are sharing this story, are remembering these names to ensure that they are remembered, to ensure that the scandals we have seen are remembered, to ensure that everybody has freedom, especially over the one thing we can all say we have in common, which is our right to live. I will be back on Monday at 9pm British Standard Time on Spotify, X, formerly Twitter, YouTube, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts to discuss what is going on in the world once again. Again, this has been a tragic topic and I send all my love to all involved but I had to cover it today because it is so very important and because we really do now more than ever need to stand up for freedom and need to stand up for children, need to stand up for everyone who is being abused by the system they trust so very much. Please, please remember their names. We hold them lovingly and we can never be dehumanised. Sadiksha Thiramalesh, Charlie Gard, Indy Gregory, Sheila Annette Lewis and all others. We love you, we remember you, we will not forget you. I will end by showing you a clip of Sadiksha's parents and family speaking about this matter with such love and such empathy. Thank you so much for watching and have a beautiful weekend. We can finally say our beautiful daughter and sister's name in public without fear. She is Sadiksha. She is Sadiksha Thirumalesh, not ST. I'm a fighter and will continue to fight. I trust in God and will not give up hope. I am in a race against time to escape from this system and the certain death it wishes to impose on me. Whatever my destiny is, this system urgently needs to change and I pray no one else will have to go through what my family and I have been made to suffer this last year.